Our scripture reading for today is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. The story of Jesus calling his first disciples. Hear these words of scripture. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. All This Time, a poem by Reverend Sarah A. Speed. I put my headphones in. I walk quickly. I look toward the ground. I create one million barriers of independence. But still, God seeks after me. God leans a rainbow over the sky. God sends sun after the rain. God blankets the earth with wildflowers. God allows music to carry and laughter to rise, all so that I might notice. And when I do notice, the unfurling that begins in my soul is slow and holy and burning. I am not alone. God has been chasing after me all this time. Let's pray. Creator God, you hear everything. You hear the rush of wind through the trees, a baby's first cry. You hear the crickets chirping and our silent prayers laughter around the tables. You hear it all. We don't need that same capacity. We don't need to hear everything. What we do need is to hear your word, O oh God, for we cannot live on bread alone. So today we pray, give us the ability to truly listen. Give us the ability to listen with our hearts, and may the truths revealed in your scripture today change us. With hearts full of gratitude, we pray these things. Amen. 
23 years ago, on President's Day weekend, I was at Camp Asbury, actually with Becky Gezi, for a Christless retreat, and my life changed forever. A few weeks before, my youth group had a lock-in at the church. I was a sophomore in high school, and I loved lock-ins. We would spend the night in the church, locked in the church, get it? And we played hide-and-seek and board games and Uno, and we watched movies, and we had worship at midnight with communion, and we slept in the sanctuary on the pews, and it was the most uncomfortable thing ever, but it was so much fun. At this lock-in, this particular lock-in, everything was going absolutely fine until about one o'clock in the morning. And we decided to watch a movie. And someone chose the movie Left Behind. Do you remember this movie? Do you remember these books? Yes, some nods, okay. So this movie was based off of this apocalyptic book series about the end of the world where all of the true believers in Jesus were raptured. They were instantly taken to heaven, leaving everyone else in this shattered and chaotic world to just figure things out. Now, I got this description of the movie from Wikipedia because, honestly, I don't remember anything about the movie. All I remember is the way it made me feel. I was filled with this overwhelming sense of dread that if the if the rapture happened the next day I was going to be left behind I was convinced that I was not good enough to be one of the the true believers and I was going to be left there in the chaotic world to figure things out and I was so disturbed that my mom ended up calling my pastor when I got home. I think it was even like a day later. And she asked my pastor, can you fix her? And after some conversation with me, Pastor Peg, whom many of you know, she's now my mother-in-law, she said to me, my little 15-year-old self, she said, what are you doing next weekend? I think you should go on this thing called Chrysalis. And she explained that it was this three-day retreat for older teens to go and to, to learn about God. And I was reluctant because I didn't know anybody there, but she said she was going, and I trusted her because she was my pastor, and so I went. Little did I know that that weekend would be the moment when I understood deep in my heart and my soul about the truth of God's unconditional love. That God could love me even though I wasn't perfect. And that God's grace could come into my life, my very being, and fill all of the gaps and the imperfections and make me whole. That I didn't have to be perfect in order to earn God's love. God just loves me. Now, I know I've told this story before, but this is the story that I consider to be the beginning of my faith journey. And in today's scripture, we see the beginning of Peter's faith journey. 
Jesus is on the edge of the lake, and there's this large crowd that's surrounding him. They're listening to everything that he has to say. And so in an attempt to get to a place where everybody can actually see him and hear him, Jesus gets into one of the fishermen's boats that's just left there while they're cleaning their nets. And it was Simon's Peter's boat. And so he asks Simon Peter. Now throughout this scripture, let's just be clear. He's referred to as Simon. He's referred to as Peter. He's referred to as Simon Peter. It's all one person, okay? So just confusing Bible stuff. It's fine. So he gets into Simon Peter's boat. And he asks Peter to take him a little offshore so that everybody can see him and his voice can like reverberate off of the, the water and everybody can hear him better. And at this point, I imagine Peter, he's tired and he just, he sighs and he goes along with what Jesus wants. Peter had met Jesus before. When John the Baptist was having one of his revivals and preparing the world, the people for Jesus's ministry. And so Peter knew who Jesus was and why it was important for the people to hear him speak. And so he respects Jesus and he agrees to help him out. But then after Jesus gets done speaking to the crowd, he tells Peter, let's go out further. Take me out to the deep water and let down your nets just one more time. Now, Peter's tired. Peter had been out fishing all night, and he's exhausted, and he's frustrated because they hadn't caught anything, and he was just cleaning his nets, and now Jesus wants him to make the nets dirty again, and then he had to clean the nets again. But, again, Peter respects Jesus. And so he says, Master, we've worked hard all night, and we haven't caught anything. But because you say so, we'll let down the nets. Peter's appeasing Jesus at this point. And they let their nets down into the water, and they catch so many fish that the nets begin to break, and they have to call in another boat to help them. And even then, with two boats, the boats were so full of fish that they began to sink. And so when Peter sees this, he finally realizes at that moment who Jesus is. He's not just Jesus, this really great teacher and rabbi. He's Jesus, God in the flesh, there with him in his boat. And Peter falls to his knees before Jesus. And he says, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. Or as the message reads, Lord, leave. I'm a sinner and I can't handle this holiness. Peter knew Jesus before this, right? He'd met him. He'd heard the stories of this guy, Jesus. Peter's journey at this point with Jesus is well underway. And yet, in this story, we see the beginning. The beginning of this deeper understanding of who Jesus is. This deeper relationship with Jesus. Peter begins the day by addressing Jesus with respect. Saying, Master to Jesus. 
And then that respect turns into reverence and awe as he calls Jesus Lord. Jesus had been standing right there the entire time. He was in this small, like, 25-foot-long boat with Peter. Okay, there's not much room. There's not anywhere to go. But it doesn't register with with Peter who Jesus is until he performs this miracle of abundance. Then Peter sees. He sees that he is face to face with the divine. He understands in a deeper, in a fuller way who Jesus is, and he's overwhelmed by the abundance that Jesus has given him. So much so that when Jesus tells him and tells the people there, don't be afraid, from now on you'll fish for people, Peter willingly left everything he had, everything he knew, his family, his business, everything he had known, and he follows Jesus. Now, when I went on my Christmas weekend, I knew who Jesus was. I'd been at a youth group lock-in, okay? I knew Jesus. I'd gone to church. I'd heard the stories since I was a little kid. Jesus wasn't new to me, but the depth of my encounter with Jesus, the profound understanding of God's abundant grace and unconditional love, that was transforming and new. That was a new beginning for me that weekend. And, it be, and we each have our own faith journey, a journey with the divine. If you're here today, you have some sort of faith journey. Do you remember how it began? Do you remember the first things that you were taught about Jesus? Or the first time you felt God's presence in your life? Our journeys have all sorts of beginnings and pauses, detours and wanderings, Shoots and ladders, like we talked about last week. Because it wasn't until after my Christmas weekend, when I, under, I had already understood the depths of God's love, and then after that was when I walked away from the church, and I got angry with God, and I struggled with doubts and questions before finding my way back. This Lenten season, these these 40 days leading up to Easter, we are going to focus on the life and the faith of Peter. And in that, we're going to focus on our own faith journeys. After Jesus, Peter is the most frequently mentioned individual in the Gospels and the New Testament. He's a consistent presence throughout Jesus' life, Jesus' death and his resurrection. And in Peter, we see a person who is both steadfast and unsteady, a dear friend to Jesus and the one who betrays him. He's a follower and a wanderer. And in Peter, we can see ourselves. We'll see in this story and throughout this journey of Lent with Peter that even in the midst of doubt 
and human failings that Peter keeps going. We can keep going. Peter drops his nets. He walks on water. He, he runs to the empty tomb. He swims to the shore to meet the risen Christ. He keeps searching and yearning and loving even after missteps and mistakes. Ultimately, in Peter's story, we're reminded that God loves imperfect people. In fact, time and time again, we see, we know that that's precisely who God claims and calls as each and every one of us imperfect people. In this time of Lent, we want to affirm that faith is this constant journey with ebbs and flows, and the title of it is Wandering Heart. And we want to affirm that wandering doesn't necessarily mean that you're wandering away, that you're distant from God. It can be a form of exploration. Because in truth, even as we're wandering towards God, Jesus is with us, by our side, guiding us, and holding us up when we let him. So as we reflect on Peter's journey in these next 40 days, the hope is that we'll think about the stages of our own journeys, as well as those people and those, those times, those circumstances that have shaped us along the way. So through Peter, let us imagine ourselves dropping our nets to follow a new call with Jesus. May we imagine ourselves walking on water, being rebuked by Jesus, then learning about forgiveness, receiving a foot washing from Jesus, and the betraying our friend. And despite it all, experiencing God's redeeming love. Let's pray. Oh God, we appreciate these stories, these examples of faith journeys in scripture. God, may you show us, remind us of the journey that we've already had and open us to the journey that is before us. Help us to see the ways that we might continue to grow towards you. Help us to see the moments, the spaces where we can be free to ask questions, to wonder, to doubt, to know that we don't always have to have the answers. We just have to be with you and with one another. Open our hearts so that we might wander closer towards you. Amen. And I want to invite Michaela and Sean to come up and to share with us our special music for this morning. stories of 
and I've tasted glory because you say we're worthy I've sung every song for you but I have a wandering heart and a fickle faith can you find me can I see your face? Help me return to you. There's nothing I'd rather do than return to you. There's nothing I'd rather do. The storm may rise, the trumpet sound, the curtain tear, and even now return to you there's nothing i'd rather do than return to you i'll leave the boat but when the storm comes i'll let go I have a wandering heart and a fickle faith. Can you find me here? Can I see your face? Help me return to you. There's nothing I'd rather do than return to you. There's nothing I'd rather do. The storm may rise, the trumpet sound, the curtain tear, and even now return to you. There's nothing I'd rather do than return to you. me to rend my heart. Teach me to turn to you. Teach me to rend my heart. Teach me to love like you. Teach me me to turn to you. Teach me to rend my heart. Teach me to love like you. Teach me to rend my heart. Teach me to turn to you. Teach me to rend my heart, teach me to love like you.
teach me to rend my heart teach me to turn to you teach me to rend my heart teach me to love like you Thank you both. We have a few prayers that have come in. Uh, Taylor asked for prayers of thanks for the sun and the new faces joining us for worship today. And Shelley asked for prayers for the family of Dion who passed away of cancer this week, as well as prayers for Michael who is in chemotherapy. And Alan and Linda asked for prayers of peace and comfort for Tom Taylor and his family, Tom, is receiving hospice care. And Kayla asked for prayers and love for the two of her little kids that she works with who both just lost their primary caregiver. And Chuck asked um, prayers for the presence of the Lord around us and prayers for the girls' Christmas weekend that's going on right now. It, was, it, just, it wasn't planned that that was what I was talking about, and that's just the way it worked. But it is Christless, so prayers for the girls who are there. And the Kubeks asked for prayers for the Nauer family on John's passing this past week. And also prayers for all of the, our furry friends who are struggling. I, it, it seems like I keep hearing about um, kitties and doggies that are just having a hard time right now. And so we know that they can be just as much like, like children and family as, as anyone else. And also, next week, uh, the Confirmands and Dana are heading to Camp Wanaki for the confirmation retreats. So prayers for them as they head that way for lots of fun and adventures and, and maybe some learning. Yeah. Let's pray. Loving God, so often we are like Peter, questioning you, oblivious to your presence when you're standing right in front of us, and deeming ourselves unworthy of your abundant grace. And yet, just like you call us a disciple and a friend, even after we make every mistake in the book, we roll our eyes at you and we think that we know better than you. Even then, you forgive us, you claim us, and you continue to seek our hearts. Oh God, may we trust and rest in this good news. And when we find ourselves wading through life's deep waters, may we remember that just like with Peter, you are with us, saying, do not be afraid. And so now we pause to lift our prayers to you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. May your spirit empower us, and may we remember the calling that you have placed upon our lives to follow you and to love your people. And so now we join together praying the words that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we move into this Lenten season, I want to invite you to um, check out our Lenten prayer cards as well as devotionals. There's some on a table in the, in, in the back there, whatever, narthex, that's what it's called, um, fancy church word. You can check it out there. You can also use online. Um, they are available, and you can have a version that you can flip through of a devotional, and so then you can have it always with you. And also, um, we do have new studies that are beginning. Um, one is on a Sunday morning that, that Jenny is doing um, during the 9.30 hour, and it's all about Simon Peter. And so if you would like to join her for that, either in person or online. And then also, we have, in a couple of weeks, we have our chili cook-off. And on Sunday, March 3rd, we'll have this at 4 o'clock. Um, so we tried to find a time that was good for most people. Um, and 4 o'clock is what we came up with. And it's a good time to eat chili and to raise funds for the Emergency Assistance Center in Nordonia. And um, if you haven't joined us for our chili cook-off, you, you can sign up either online or there's a board also in the narthex, and you can sign up to make some chili and be part of the competition, or you can just come and you can try everybody else's chili. And it's delicious because you get little tiny cups of all these chilies, and then you get to vote for the best chili. And you, we raise money too. And it's, um, it's a wonderful time of fellowship and um, joy together. And so I invite you um, to join us for that as well. And then also we have our pancake breakfast as well as town hall that is downstairs. So our members of our leadership board will be there to answer any questions that you might have about um, our community, about our, our um, new governance structure. And um, so that'll be a time of just gathering and conversation as well. So with all of that, let us receive our benediction so that we might go and do God's good work. Beloved wanderer, as you leave this place, may you carry your curious heart on your sleeve. May you look for God in every face. May you find the courage to get out of the boat, to run to the tune, and to speak of your faith. And when the world falls apart, may you hear God's voice deep within, saying, take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. You are called, you are blessed. In both your ups and your downs, you always belong to God. Go trusting in that good news, and go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Let us stand and sing together.
Thank you for joining us this morning, everybody. We hope you have a great rest of your week.